Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack podcast where we download this week's gaming news and we bring it straight to you. We are on episode 49 this week. I'm your host, Danzel, a.k.a. Black Ice, joined by my amazing co-host each and every week, starting off with the one, the only, Goopmaster Flex. What's going on? You already know. Stay gooping. Stay gooping, stay gooping, because, you know, it's a lifestyle, right? Definitely, yo. You live with it, you know, wake up every day, and you go to sleep with it. All right. You you go to sleep with it. That's so profound. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> gosh, damn. Hey, man. Ooh, that shit hit me, and that was it, bro. Go ahead. Go to sleep with the goop. All right. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, <laughs> next up, we got my man, May 25th. What you doing, bro? How's it going? Uh, you know, it's going. It's going. Uh, started a new job today, so that was that was that. So it's going. Really? It's going. Did congratulations. I did. Okay. Not gaming related. Sorry, y'all. But yeah, I did. I did. All right. We definitely yeah. have to talk about that off camp. But um, but yeah, Michelle. dope, Michelle. dope. Congratulations. Um, but you know, we had to talk about some games like we do each and every week so guys what have you been playing this week chris i'm gonna start off with you have you had time to play now that you started this new job what's, what's going on talk to me oh yeah yeah no i played a lot more this week than last week um play a little back for blood mm. didn't get to try the war zone map thing yet or the the ghost bullshit in war zone um but i did get it downloaded so whenever we get to go in there we get to go in there i think it's still going to be going for another week so got all time um obviously destiny uh what do you think about back for blood though i back for blood i like it but it's not like blowing me away does that make any sense like i i think it's a good game and i definitely like playing it with squad because you know that's probably the best way you can play it but it's still not blowing me away though mm. like it's 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 good but i wouldn't say it's like oh my god yo let's play back for blood Maybe I'll get that more when we play a little bit more, and I still haven't touched the PvP side of things yet. PvP um, side so, is, is a lot of fun. Like, yeah, that might, that might change it up. Yeah, you got to get in there more. But um, but yeah, that's that's a we missed it on that out on that Spooktober, uh, you know, stream type of situation. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we got a couple more days to go. I've been fucking up. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. But uh, Manny, what have you been playing, man? Yeah, I mean, I played a little bit of Black Blood with y'all. I uh, had a good time there, uh, as well as uh, 2K and Apex. It's been a little bit more Apex heavy, I would say. Been enjoying a lot of that and catching dubs, uh, at least, you know, once every couple of days. Uh, you know, that's the power of staying gooping, of course. Um, and then 2K, they finally uh, gave an option for, like, a rebirth. So, you know, you get to pretty much make another character as long as your first character is like a 95 or above, I believe. And you play 10 matches of 3v3 or 2v2. And uh, so I was starting my rebirth uh, build. Uh, joined that, of course. Five I, haven't sp- I haven't spent money on VC. You know, that's the thing. I'm <laughs> upgrading this with EC- VC that I've earned. My heart earned sweat on these hands. You know what I'm saying? But um, other than that, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to join it. 2Ks. 2K is slowly dying down, but this new season hopefully will rejuvenate me. Okay. Okay. Word. Um, yeah. 
fucking died. Yeah, his smile at the end killed me. I'm sorry. Oh, else, buddy. Man. <laughs> but yeah, um, <clears throat> I've pretty much been on the same wave as these guys. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Obviously, Back for Blood, we played 2K. Been really diving into that more this week. Um, I really didn't touch Destiny. I'm pretty fed up with Destiny. I'm gonna wait until like we get the new content stuff, like the anniversary stuff and so on. Um, but the game that's really been having my attention is uh Rainbow Six Siege. <clears throat> I've been I don't know, I don't know what it is, man. I feel like I'm just like really good at that game right now. Like I just feel like when we get in there, well when we actually get like a squad together, I feel like I just zone out and like do my thing and when we play ranked, I'm usually like at the top of the boards and whatnot. And it's just it's just really good. Like just really like zoned in. Honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with this this freaking 120 hertz monitor because I'll be getting some kills that just don't make any sense. Like <laughs> really just don't make any sense whatsoever. Um I'd like snap on the people and all that sort of stuff, but it's it's a beautiful thing. So shout out to uh Rainbow Six Siege, shout out to this 120 hertz monitor from Eve Spectrum because taking my gaming to the next level. Not sponsored, by the way. Not not sponsored. But you know, yeah, Eve, you can hit us up because I will gladly, gladly push your content or push your uh, product here. Anyways, moving on to uh, <laughs> moving on to what everybody really wants to hear about is, the, is our icebreaker for this week. So, Chris, you already know what to do. Take it away. Alrighty, y'all. So, um, you know. Last week we did uh, what was the biggest disappointment or the biggest letdown or whatever of the year so far. This week, we're going to talk about what's the most pleasant surprise of the year so far. Like what game or what news or what thing happened in the gaming world that kind of like made you go, huh, that's kind of cool. That, that's, that, you know, what? I'm okay with that. Something you weren't really expecting, you know what I'm saying? Um, if I had to start for me, it would be the announcement of the Steam Deck. Um, that to me was very, very big. I know a lot of people, a lot of people thought it was big as well. There's a couple people who didn't think it was as big for me, the kind of person that I am and what I would like to be able to do with that device and all that kind of stuff. Like that thing, I cannot wait to get one of those. (laughs) Like I really cannot wait. Um, so that's not necessarily a game. But in terms of just a, a console or whatever you want to call it, because I don't know if you would call that a console. We just call it a PC. It is. It's a console. I would consider it a console. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, nah. It's just, it just opens up a lot of different possibilities for me. Um, shit, when does that go on sale again? Because I completely forgot. That's a good question. I think next month. But I think they're they're back ordered pretty heavily. So if you didn't if you didn't already like pre order one, yeah, you're you're. We go right back to my Xbox days, bro. I mean, but yo, you could have you could have like pre ordered one for like a dollar, you know? Had to have one set aside. Oh, I didn't know it was so cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have. Um, but yeah, that's that's back ordered until next year. So we'll see how that goes. Which is fine by me because you know when you're balling on the budget. <laughs> uh, I felt that. Yeah. I felt that. Uh but Manny, yeah, what's what's uh what's your pleasant surprise for this year? I'll say uh my pleasant surprise, which I think caught us all off guard, was uh the announcement of the new Saints Row. And 
that's my pleasant surprise of the year because, like, I'm a huge Shane's Pro fan. I'll, you know, back the game up to the day I die. No matter how bad people think Central 4 is, I actually enjoy that game having superpowers and everything like that. And I can understand why. It's not like classic Central game being in action, but, you know, it's just like my, one of my favorite franchises. So to see it come back was uh, definitely a pleasant surprise. I know a lot of people hasn't been too much of a fan of it, but I'm not going to complain about it because... You know, from like what I've been seeing, what they've been showcasing, like the stuff you can do, like the side activities, as well as like the city and how to pretty much build your own Saints Row Empire kind of like caught me by surprise. So I'm pretty excited to see how like the game really works when it releases. So can't wait for that, yo. February, I think 22nd, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Well, you know, if we're going to go that route, then I guess my pleasant surprise for this year is the rumor that they're making a new Splinter Cell game. Psych, 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 going off rumors, not excited about it, I don't want to hear any more rumors, I want real news, tell me it's actually happening, sick of these rumors, man, y'all been playing with my emotions about Sam Fisher for far too long, I want a real announcement, and this shit better hit, better have Spies versus Mercs, anyway, sorry, that's why we didn't talk about it last week. I, you see, guys, I can't, I can't talk about this. I can't talk about this rumor. I, I it's not happening. I, I'm very emotional about this. Y'all can't. Y'all gotta stop fucking with me and Tom, um, Stan Fisher. Mm. I almost said Tom Fisher. Who the hell is Tom Fisher? Anyways, my answer, pleasant surprise of 2021. <sighs> gotta go to um, the fact that MLB the show came to game pass. Like it was, it was something that I was really interested in playing. I kind of figured I might be picking it up anyways, um, because it was the first time that we were getting the show on Xbox. And it was really the first time I was going to get a chance to play a baseball game in years because I never really bothered picking up the show on PlayStation. Um, so then knowing that, you know, I was going to pick it up anyways, and yet it's just going to be on game pass for free. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, honestly, really, I can roll the whole answer into just being Game Pass. Game Pass as a whole has been a very pleasant surprise this whole year. You know, a lot of really good content popping in and out of the service. You know, we had Outriders on there, which we talked about last year. I don't really fuck with Outriders, but it was nice to be able to play it and, you know, play it with my friends and all that and not have to worry about buying it. So Game Pass, very pleasant surprise. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Microsoft, for making that service. And hitting, killing it. We're gonna talk a little bit more about Game Pass uh, in a couple moments, actually, with a a couple of our topics for the week. Um, but before we start on that, definitely want to say thank you to Chris, really good icebreaker, bringing some positivity this time around. Let me just add one quick last thing. Okay, this go is ahead. Some more negativity. Oh come on, bro. <laughs> I have to just throw it in there because I just learned about this yesterday. So did y'all hear that the the uh, cyberpunk? Next gen mm. upgrades oh, are yeah. coming next year now. That's a pleasant <laughs> surprise. <laughs> we talked about this on this podcast. None of us are yeah. surprised. Yeah. None of Wild. us. I saw that and I didn't even like care to share mm-hmm. with anybody. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot it was even supposed to come out later this year. Same, bro. Same. One thing I will say though, as a part of that announcement, there were some rumors that kind of crept up talking about um them leaning more into like a co-op addition to cyberpunk like when they do the next gen upgrades i'm hoping that's the case because i would really be interested in diving back in there and doing some you know stupidity with you guys so that would be kind of fun um but Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens i'm keeping that game way out of my mind until they like 
I I do really believe that when they do whatever it is that they're going to do, it's going to be good. I'm just not like I'm trying very hard to, to hold keep your it. breath for it. Yeah, I'm just like why. trying to keep it out of my headspace. Like I don't I don't want to think about it. Y'all already got me hyped up on Cyberpunk. Like I enjoyed the game. It was what it was. But as of right now, I don't want to hear about anything about it until y'all got something to show. So Absolutely. it is what it is. But uh, but yeah, speaking of something to show. Uh, you know, diving into the topics for this week, we're going to start off with our very first one, which is the Uncharted movie. We finally got a trailer, guys. Finally. Um, mm-hmm. So we get we get to see what Tom Holland's looking like, we get to see what Mark Wahlberg's looking like. Um, I have to say for myself, I feel very torn on this situation. I love Tom Holland. I really, really love Tom Holland. I think he looks good in this film. Right. Like like there was some moments where they showed him in the like traditional, you know, Nathan Drake outfit and all that stuff. Like he's you know, he he got a little swole up, you know, like we already knew he was kind of cut from his work in Spider-Man and whatnot. But there's something about his voice that's just not doing it for me yet. Everything else about it is working like his he's got the look, he's got the charisma. Lord knows he has the charisma to play Nathan Drake. But like there's something. There's like less Drake is less like boyishly charm charming and more like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like like arrogant, cocky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that arrogance from from the way Tom Holland was portraying it. And I think that's maybe part of that is just because of what we already know about Tom Holland. He's you know, he's like a pretty lovable guy. I don't want to see lovable Nathan Drake. Like, I mean lovable in a sense but like i want the like cocky like charismatic guy that's running around like stealing shit basically is what he's a thief Mm. that's that's literally what he is um you know so like he's a bad guy like let's let's he's a bad guy he's a good guy yeah he's a good bad guy like relatively speaking he's a bad guy because he's a thief but like you know like we love him so i want more of that that I, I didn't fully get that from this, but everything else I saw around it, like the action, you could tell Sony is putting the money in because the effects, like the scale of it all, it looks like it's a really high production thing. Like, like Michael Bay somewhere back in the, the producer's chair, like, Hey, yeah, I'm going to need an explosion over there. I'm going to need an explosion over there. Bomb here. Cute <laughs> <laughs> explosions. You can tell they're really out here hitting like the summer blockbuster type of vibe, even though I think it's supposed to be coming out in February or something like that. Did mm-hmm. I see that right? Yeah. So yeah, definitely looks good. But, um, you know, what do you guys think? Manny, I know we were talking about it a little bit earlier beforehand. So, you know, I want to get your take first. Yeah, I could definitely echo the fact that like the Tom Holland, like in the trailer, didn't really portray important portray. <laughs> portray that like wise guy attitude that you know we know from nathan drake cracking these like you know wise ass jokes trying to get at these dudes necks and anything like that like the only the closest thing we saw was when he's talking to sully at first but then other than that in the trailers Mm -hmm. it was just like normal tom and holland feeling and it's just like that's kind of disappointing me a little bit like i remember after watching the trailer actually there was like a little mini link that popped into a little fan made uncharted movie and i was watching that and like right from the get-go like the looks and everything like that was like made me feel like it was nathan drake him like cracking the wise jokes to the dude held him hostage and i'm just like bro man what what is sony doing bro how come like these fan made you this fan made youtube channel doing a better job than like 
portraying Nathan Drake than like what Sony did on that trailer. And like that kind of had me a little disappointed, but at the same time, it was like a little trailer for like three minutes. So I'm not going to completely disregard the fact that like he might have like that charisma in the movie, but so far for first impression, doesn't really like, doesn't really feel like Nathan Drake yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One of the only things that really had me, take a step back when i thought about it i know it's something we've all talked about here before too is like he's supposed to be young this is supposed to mm -hmm. be like one of you know like he he isn't really the nathan drake that we know yet so i guess that's the only thing i can excuse it for but in my mind the way i think of him it's like ugh, it's not lining up just yet just mm -hmm. yet but Chris, I know you mentioned something about you felt like uh well actually I don't want to take the words out of your mouth. So you, you go ahead and give us your impressions. Um, I mean a lot of my thoughts were kind of like the same of what you were saying. His voice number one is what's kind of really mm -hmm. killing the role for me. Um and I, I think I had said to you, you know, I'm gonna obviously give it a chance. He's not a bad actor, it's not a bad franchise, it's not a bad story. So like you got a lot of the things working in your favor with this, and they put money into it. So it's almost like the movie's impossible to be bad, I feel, in a sense. But even with that all being said, and even if we're talking about how he's supposed to be younger or whatever the case is, to me, there is a difference between younger and then still coming off like you're almost like like a, like a boy or a teenager or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So when I hear younger, younger Drake, I'm thinking, all right, early 20s. But by then, you're already kind of, figured yourself out i would say a little bit at least in terms of like your cockiness or your personality or whatever the case might be i expected it to be more i don't know i guess i expected kind of him to act more like ryan reynolds a little bit you know <laughs> and i know ryan reynolds is far too old to play this role so he can't do it but that's kind of what i was looking for from holland and tom holland still comes off even in this shit even with some of the rugged scenes that they shot still comes off like like a 15 year old almost in a sense doing man shit and there's something visually there and audibly there that kind of just doesn't fully line up um i don't know maybe he need to grow a beard or some shit <laughs> i don't know what he needs to do you know it's weird though he's 25 he's he, i know i know yeah it's weird like <laughs> it's crazy he's he's um definitely of age but he cannot shake that uh you know what? Let me not even do that to him because I used to think the same thing about Daniel Radcliffe, and Daniel Radcliffe completely shut me up with that. I macro on that. So maybe, maybe he'll he'll shake out of it too. But I, see, even with him saying that, I feel like Daniel Radcliffe had to like work hard to shake it off, though. You know, because he was Harry Potter to me for like ever. Mm. You know, and and then now I can look at him as a different, like an actual actor with does other roles, but. Have you ever seen him in anything else though? I so this is the thing that that confuses me about this Uncharted role. I've seen um Tom Holland in other roles. Like he did this movie called Chaos Walking, which was interesting, but he was still kind of like boyish and naive in that movie. Um but there were moments in that movie that like he like, you know, transcended that role. Like he he kind of I don't know what the right term is, but like he grew up in the role, I guess you could say, like he, he was supposed to be childish and naive because of the structure of the movie, and then he kind of like stepped out of it as time went on. Um, and I, I think there was another movie; I don't remember exactly what it was called, but like he wasn't that naive in that movie. So I know he's got some range, but yeah, I don't know, yeah. I don't know where it's at. You know, it's it's funny though because 
recently on Xbox, we've been having these discussions about like Spider-Man movies, like the old ones, <laughs> you know, especially with No Way Home coming along. So we've been talking about like who we all think is the best Spider-Man and or Peter Parker and so on and so forth. So like, I'll just this is going to be controversial. I personally hate um, what's his name? Oh my God, the OG Tom McGuire. Tom I hate I hate him. Most He's, people do though. Yeah. No, they, apparently not. Like I, everybody I talk to doesn't can't stand him. Everybody I talk to loves him. So like, it's apparently oh, sure. controversial okay. from the people that the circles that I've been rolling in to not like Tobey Maguire. I I think he was a terrible Spider Man, a terrible Peter Parker relative to what the pages and the the cartoons depiction of uh, Peter Parker and Spider Man are. Like he's he's not supposed to be that nerdy, right? Like like Spider Man in the comic books. In my opinion, Spider Man in the comic books and the TV shows more closely resembles Andrew Garfield than either or any of the three people, right? Because Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. had that level of kind of, it's funny because I think he'd actually be a perfect Nathan Drake too. Um, although, uh, yeah, I think, I think they make it work, but like he, in the movies, Andrew Garfield was that perfect level of like cocky, like talking shit to his opponent while like whooping his ass. Like mm-hmm. it, it was just yeah. like, that was that was his swag. Like he was like skater boy who got powers, and like that was yeah. Andrew Garfield's swag. Um, so it's funny that like having those conversations and now seeing this trailer and being like, "Yo, Andrew Garfield would probably have been a dope ass Nathan Drake." But yeah, you know, wasn't that one of you guys that said like Mark Wahlberg look more uh, look more like Nathan Drake? Oh, <laughs> yeah, does, it was Chris. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he and he, he acted more like it too. And but that's the other thing is I wonder if that's possibly where they're going. It's like okay, he's just meeting Sully. Maybe like Sully is the person who forms who he becomes, and so the next movies maybe then he becomes a little bit more cocky and a little bit more this and a little bit more Nathan Drake and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. that's the only thing that I can see. And obviously Sony's setting this up in such a way that they can like milk him for all he's worth down the road because there's some rumors that he may not be Spider-Man anymore. So we'll see. We'll see. If y'all could replace him with somebody, who would it be? Replace Nathan Drake? No, replace Tom Holland uh, with a different actor to play Nathan Drake. Who would it be? Oh, I already said it. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> for me, right. it would be Andrew Garfield. You know, if Mark Wahlberg was Nathan Drake, who would be Sully? <laughs> I feel like Mark Wahlberg, like he just like it's it's weird because they're both young. Well, and we if know, you, like if you go Mark Wahlberg, then that means you have to go like the old Sully. And I think, like, um, what's his name, Michael Caine, maybe like like an old British actor is who I'd want to yeah. see as Sully. So. It's weird though, like, if, the, cool. if the movies are gonna make it like this is them meeting for the first time, then it'd be like weird because like in the games, they met even at a younger age when like Nathan Drake was like thirteen years old. So, but I think that's I the point. I think I think he's supposed to be thirteen. <laughs> I think he's supposed to be <laughs> mad young. That that's I I think he's supposed to be pretty young. So, are you saying that you think that they're supposed to age him out? Like, he's not even supposed to finish the franchise up? Type of thing? What do you mean? Because if he's 13... Uncharted? Or... Yeah, like, so do you think, like, they're going to just have him be this young Nathan Drake and then have somebody else play the older version? No, of no, 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 no. They're, no they they, they will continue, sense. like, him be... they. Tom Hardy's the it boy right now in Hollywood, right? They cast him for a reason. He will play Nathan Drake for at least three movies, I think. So, by the second movie... 
you're no longer dabbling into the past. Like, like it, it almost seems like from the trailer that we saw, there's like a, a point in time where all of a sudden he's on the island and then like it's it's more like the game that we've seen. Like th- that whole end sequence that they showed in the trailer where he's hanging off the, the ship and he's like trying to fight his way back like onto the ship, climbing over the boxes and stuff. That's straight out of the game, right? So there's clearly a point in time where it's like him meeting Sully as like a little bartender. I mean, Sully even said it. He's like, aren't you a little young to be serving drinks? So it's like, all right. like So he's supposed to be young here. And then to me, there's a notable difference in how he looks from that moment up until the moment where they show him in his like traditional garb. Like he looks more muscular at that point. He looks a little bit older, but I haven't, we hadn't heard him talk. So we don't know if he sounds more mature or, you know, more cocky or whatever, but they're, they're clearly, in my opinion, trying to like do a time jump. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I could be, I could be super wrong, but I envision them trying to do a time jump. I think if I had my way with this on, He's too old to do it now. And it's funny because you, you shit on him a couple weeks ago. I think Chris Pratt would be amazing for this role. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If they had a younger Chris Pratt, I think he would knock this out of the park. Because this, not saying that he's that great, but this is the kind of role that like calls his name, bro. Like this is the kind I can see that. Like, I can see that. But I don't know. You know is, like, is Nathan Drake that self-deprecating? Actually, yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just saying. Hmm. Like, it would have to be, like, right after Parks, Chris Pratt. I can see that. Right after Parks, before he did Jurassic World. I can see that. Hey, but now he's Mario, so. (laughs) 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 It's me, Mario. (laughs) Yo, it's so random, bro. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, we're definitely gonna have to wait to see what happens. I mean, it's not that far away. We don't have that long to wait. So February, we'll get a closer look at what you know what's going on with Tom Holland and whatnot. Tom Tom got two big movies coming out back to back. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spider Man, Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thought it was something new. Nah. Um. Sure. I mean, the way he be working, I'm sure he's got something else coming too. But um. But yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see what's going on with Uncharted. I'm sure Sony doesn't want this to flop, right? Like they, yeah, no. definitely have been trying to make a pretty big investment in um their game IP, turning it into, you know, movies and whatnot. So this is their first attempt at that. Definitely going to be a litmus test to see how much further they go along with this, and I'm sure mm-hmm. it's going to be successful because you attach Tom Holland's name to it, and he's kind of an industry dollar, like we said. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what it is. But moving up to the uh, the next topic here, we got GTA guys. You know we talked about it last week. GTA the definitive trilogy edition, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> My guy mm-hmm. breaking out the block hands, yo. So we we uh we officially got a trailer this week. So we we're actually getting an understanding of what all the improvements, updates, enhancements look like with this remaster. Um. You know, I'm not even going to say nothing about this one. I'm going to just kick it straight to Manny because, you know, Manny's the resident GTA guy. So I'm going to get his take first. You already know. Finally got it. A trailer showing some, you know, gameplay of what the enhancements look like. And in my opinion, you know, I'm satisfied because we're talking about a game that's 20 years old. 
being slightly enhanced for these next-gen consoles, uh, 4K 60 frames per second with improved gameplay, so I'm not complaining. I mean, we're going, we're talking about gameplay like GTA 5-esque, where the aiming is improved, as well as a radio station wheel and a weapon wheel, enhanced mini-maps, as well as navigation as well. Because I remember the old Grand Theft Auto used to be a struggle when you try to mark something across the map and you don't know where you're going. You take the wrong turn. You got to go all the way around, all that stuff. Big facts. So um, definitely higher resolution. The character models, in my opinion, I, I know they don't look great in the sense where it's like, you know, you're talking about, you know, graphics nowadays. But, I mean, for, for the upgrade, I personally think you know it's pretty solid like you can actually like see the character's face now unlike the other ones where like you seen like sometimes it'll look like they have no eyes you know what i mean but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah definitely you know you know updated achievements um hopefully you can swim in gta 3 by city if you don't then that'll be a struggle but i'd be shocked um, if they pulled that into the game because that's i feel like that's a whole nother <laughs> mechanic like yeah I don't that, know. that's true that is true, but yeah. I mean, honestly, it's looking good. Um, and not only that, but you know, Game Pass Day One for GTA San Andreas on Xbox. You already know, boys. Talking about pleasant surprises, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a pretty big one. Um, also, GTA Three, the definitive edition, is also going to be in PlayStation <laughs> Now, December seventh. So a little bit further out, and. Vice City's going to be on the Switch. Nah, it is on the Switch, though. Like, the game is on the Switch, right? Yeah. The, the whole thing is going to be on the Switch. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The whole trilogy is going to be for PlayStation 5, Series X, S, Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and then um, PC, obviously. So, yeah, yeah. it'll be there. The, the release date of November 11th, digital. It's already available on the store for pre order. As well as um, the, I think they're having like the disc copies coming out December 7th, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I'm buying digital, so it doesn't even matter to me. But I can understand like some of the nostalgia of people that actually like collecting the disc boxes and everything like that. They do have a nice uh, box art, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but Chris, I mean, what's your, what's your take on it, bro? How are you feeling about this now? Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Especially now, you know, with the news about it, you know, San Andreas being in Game Pass, I think that's very unexpected. I see what they're trying to do, and all I'm gonna say is that shit working. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Oh all man, say. nah, you right, you you right. <laughs> all right. I know what they're doing, though. Because um, I know I was on record last week saying I ain't buying this, but I'm definitely down with a San Andreas. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's hitting, you know, it might just, you know, make you want to do it. Um, But yeah, there were block hands. I saw my boy CJ had all his fingers straight up. You know what I mean? Um, You know, people are shitting on the graphics, and I guess some people were expecting it to be better graphically. I... I'm okay with where it is graphically. Like, I, as long as the fingers were separated, which we've gotten, I'm not really mad at it still kind of having the old school look to it while it's kind of like slightly polished. Like, it didn't need to be the graphics of today's stuff in order for me to feel okay about it. Especially considering the fact that, bro... Yeah, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Rockstar Games, the stories in these games and the gameplay itself already kind of holds the game up. 
So the, 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 the graphics, granted, we want them to be very, very good, but I don't need the most exceptional version of San Andreas in order to find it exceptional. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I really don't. Um, I'm just hoping, hoping that this means that eventually they do this to Bully. They, they, they come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, bro. That guy just begging the drum for Bully for forever. Yeah, bro. And I mean, we got a whole community on Reddit. Now, say we all sit there waiting for the, the sequel, you know? It just, if you ain't gonna make a new game, do this shit to the, to the old one and let us get the revamped version again. Like, something. Oh, Damn, man. you know? That game was hit, bro. That game was hit. <laughs> right. uh, so, oh, you can't make nah. a silly game nowadays. Yo, you can't make a San Andreas game technically now. No, nah, what do you mean? You, you make a bully game, they'll cancel Rockstar because bully culture, y'all. Come on, man. You should know yeah. this already. <laughs> well, Rockstar is like Dave Chappelle right now, man. Like, they kind of will not. They would have to do something they, they never egregious to get canceled <laughs> because all the stuff that's in their games, they got to pass, bro. Period. Not every developer has the pass. Rockstar has the pass. They're going to say some shit in their games that's going to make people go, ooh. They're going to they're gonna have some things that make you laugh. Mm -hmm. and they're going to have some things that aren't necessarily culturally sensitive to every single person on the planet. But it's That's satire. how they make video. It's satire. Yeah, and like it's, it's what it is. Yeah, it's just satire. It's That's just, what it is. That's what it is, man. Like so, all the things hey. that they say and do in the game is literally satire. Like, it's, like, you know that they're not being serious about it. You know that it's not coming from a malicious place. Like, yeah. it just is what it is. Like, we know how GTA is. Like, it's satire. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm one of those people who was kind of not that impressed with the graphics, guys. I understand that I'm not looking for it to be, like, they're obviously not rebuilding the game from ground up, right? So I'm not expecting new character models and all that stuff necessarily. But I feel like some of these games came out on, on PC and they got PC mods that made them look arguably better than this. So why you know what i don't know it's just it got like a really nice coat of paint and i and i i really will admit that it looks like a really nice glossy coat of paint but like it just they just look like glossy bricks to me like i like i was saying to many before they look like glossy bricks to me now if the Wait, gameplay what? stuff hits like, because that's something that doesn't really translate with this trailer. But if the, some of the like quality of life stuff and gameplay enhancements really hit, that's a whole different story. Then, then maybe we're, it feels like we're playing a different game. The shooting mechanics might be a little bit better, whatever, what have you. There is enough there graphically for me to be like, okay, I can play this. But um, I'm hoping that it's not just a glossy coat of paint because that would be kind of disappointing, even though it is free on Game Pass. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, as, as long as you know how to, you know, follow the damn train, CJ. <laughs> Rockstar, don't even listen to this, dude. You can give me a shiny, glossy coat of paint over Bully, and I'm going to take it. <laughs> I will take it. All right, so don't, don't listen to this, man. Your boy, I'll take it. Hey, okay? if, if y'all put it in Game Pass, I'll play it. <laughs> I'll play it. Just saying, they don't even have to. They need to do that to me, bro. I ain't gonna I you, but I would. I, I would Bully, love it. So I've never played it. I never played it. So. That's why you don't understand, Manny. See, that's that's why. 
Well, no, I'm down for a bully to be like, you know, a game they remake or even like if I ever like decide to shut the funds on a bully for backwards compatible, I'll definitely try it. It's funny, though, because you know what? And this is exactly why I think that if they were to do anything with bully, they would do that because of people like you, Manny, who never play yeah. it. And, I, and I'm going to I'm going to bring this back to, to Splinter Cell twice in an episode. But <laughs> it's exactly what I, I kind of want them to do with Splinter Cell, too. I want them to just remaster Chaos Theory, which is like arguably the best version of Splinter Cell. Um, remaster that, like make it look all glossy and whatever, and release it to the public and have it be like, okay, here's your first experience with Sam Fisher, and like this is the this is like what the best of Splinter Cell was. It had spies versus mercs. It had the amazing story and all that other stuff. And so the new generation of people who have never experienced this before. Will play and say, "Oh, this is dope. We want a modern day Splinter Cell." And then you hit us over the head with that, like whatever it is that they're supposedly going to be doing. Um, so, yes. With that being said, basically do the Mass Effect thing with yeah. Bully, and I guess maybe this could be what my, um, not Microsoft Rockstar is doing. Although I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's what they're doing with yeah. this because Grand Theft Auto is Grand Theft Auto. Like even though you haven't necessarily come out with a new game in a while, like it's one of those games where everybody knows what the hell it is. So you don't need necessarily mm-hmm. to market to a new audience of people, but maybe this is what they're doing. Maybe we are getting GTA six a little bit sooner. Probably not, but uh, they should just do it to all their old games, bro. All of them, even Manhunt. bring that back too with the glossy blocks. I'm here yeah. for that, bro. As long here as y'all outsourcing that. it to another studio and not taking time away from GTA six, I'm all mm-hmm. here for it. Bro, mm-hmm. if they ever did that and we get a chance to play that with squad, you'll fuck back for blood. I'm saying that right now. Back for blood's cool and all, but that shit's not manhunt, bro. That shit, bro. <laughs> manhunt was wild, bro. You be hiding yeah. under the car, the motherfuckers cussing at you. They can't even see you. Cussing and calling you all kind of crazy stuff or whatever. I'm telling you, man. Game just made your heart beat. That's kind of like Dead by Daylight or like very fast Friday versus Chase uh Friday. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, like kind of like that style of like you're you're scared, like yeah. trying to survive type of thing. Um, so much charm in that game, bro. So much like the pig head guy. You remember him? The one with the chainsaw. I do, I do, I do. I do. There you go. The game was wild. Yeah, that game was a whole vibe, bro. A whole vibe. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, definitely nothing. different. But uh, it was but, yeah. adult. Adult. <laughs> adult is an understatement. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'm hoping. Rockstar, you know, take a look at some of them them games, you know, throw them in Game Pass. You know, we love Game Pass. Throw them in PlayStation mm, now, too. You know, why not? Give PlayStation a little bit of love. Um, but speaking of Game Pass, bringing us to our next topic here. We got a new game that's uh, being rumored. Rumored, we'll say. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Project Shaolin. And, you know, this... This popped up on Windows Central. I think uh, Jess Corden, I think, is the one who wrote the article. And, like, I couldn't not talk about this. I had to bring it to you guys' attention because this just sounds freaking dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, basically, uh, Jez goes on to write in his article on Windows Central that um, I'd heard about a potential Wu-Tang Clan-themed game some months ago. And he basically references that uh, Jeff Grubb has kind of confirmed that this may be a real thing. So apparently a relatively new studio here called, I just had the name, sorry. Where'd it go? Brass Line. Brass Line Entertainment. 
Um, apparently, they are made up of a bunch of industry veterans. Um, the studio is co-founded by Braina Dabby Smith, who worked on Sleeping Dogs. Um, you have another person here who also worked on Skyrim, Fallout. Uh, another person who worked on Mass Effect. So, like a bunch of industry veterans coming together to make this, you know, what sounds like a pretty dope ass studio, and they're getting a chance to work with allegedly Wu Tang Clan to make a four person co op third person melee oriented RPG. That's like that's like a very long worded thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. but basically a third person melee rpg made by wu-tang like what guys Mm -hmm. freaking uh, it sounds wild and apparently they're partnering with xbox Mm -hmm. to make it too so xbox is going to be putting it under their global publishing arm um and it seems like it's it's really been kind of microsoft's initiative recently to you know it's like okay they've done their acquisition stuff it sounds like they're, they're not done acquiring studios but they really have been leaning into the partnership stuff we know that they have that game contraband coming there's a rumor of another mm-hmm. game called project dragon with io interactive we know we've heard plenty about the kojima thing and now you know we're getting some information on this wu-tang rpg like bro oh Mm-hmm. I'm super excited about this, Chris. I know you are too, so I'm gonna start with you here, man. What you think about it? Uh, I'm very excited for the. How do I put this without sounding fucked up when I say it? Um, there's not enough games out there that are just for the culture. You know, what I mean, there's just not enough. Most games are trying to be the next AAA title. <clears throat> Most games, <clears throat> excuse me you know, are trying to, like, focus their priorities elsewhere, but there's very, very few games out there to me that are, like, for the culture. I think that's why Grand Theft Auto hits so well, because Grand Theft Auto hits you in the mainstream, but then it hits you in the streets, it hits you where everybody knows about it, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we think about, like, a, I don't know, Death Jam, New York, or whatever, those older games that used to come out. Those games ain't gonna appeal to everybody, but a lot of folks in the culture, they know what the hell them games was, you know what I'm saying? And we just don't get a lot of that stuff, man. We don't get a lot of Things that kind of like, oh, yeah, that's like us or whatever. There's not enough of that. So with this kind of situation, I don't know. I guess I'm hoping that the game is really good. (laughs) I want it to be really good. Like, I don't know if they're ever going to go that route. Probably not. But, oh, man, I I want more of that stuff because it would speak more to the culture. More to, like, different things that they never really touched on. I really feel like a lot of that stuff, a lot of like game developers seem like they shy away from um, for this reason or that. And a lot of it's understandable, but man, I want this shit to just be I mean, raw and just how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think the what you're getting at is really that there's just not too many um, people of color, like it seems like in game development as far as um, well, let me put it to you like this. From what we're gathering from from Brassline Entertainment, they're a, a black-owned business, right? Um, it seems like they're very specifically targeted to amplifying marginalized voices in gaming, right? So <clears throat> it's it's no surprise that this game may, uh, you know, appeal to the culture as you as you so put. Like they're they're really Def Jam, like you mentioned, is is a game, um, but generally speaking, like I can't think of many any games really that are marketed to the culture by people 
from the culture. There, there oh, really, there really aren't too this. many black-owned uh, gaming studios at all. So, you know, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely rooting Not for this, this to be to be a big thing. Like this, this could really hit. You know, especially attaching Wu Tang to this. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's ooh, it's got the potential musically to be crazy. It's got the potential. It's like all around to kind of really be good. And one thing about Wu Tang that I can always say is they they've had like a appeal to a lot of different kind of folks, but a lot of old school heads. Like to me, this is a situation where it's almost like, you know how Mario and all those games never will go out of existence because there's always going to be that nostalgia thing that they lean on or whatever. Mm -hmm. This isn't the same thing, but Wu-Tang in itself kind of is in that same boat. Where like, it's never going to die off. Even if all the members in that group fade away from existence, Wu-Tang itself, it's a, like a brand. It's like it's not going anywhere. Like people know what it is. Mm-hmm. And these old school heads keep it alive. Mm-hmm. So I expect a lot of them to actually, you know, raise the eyebrow. Like, wait, hold on, what? They got a video game? Wu-Tang? What? If <laughs> 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 they get good voice acting and all that too? Oh, boy. This should be so dope. I want it to be cool. I don't want it to be corny. <laughs> don't do it bad. Like, do it right, bro. I, I mean, right. Wu-Tang themselves are associated with this, right? They're They're... Um, going yeah. to be making the the soundtrack. Um, it's going to be in like an anime aesthetic. I have to imagine that Rizzo is going to have some say in what's going on here because he has experience with the anime stuff. I mean, I very much believe that this is going to be a big deal. Um, this gives me the same vibes as uh, for those of you who may or may not follow comic books. Um, if you ever heard of Milestone, I believe that's the name of the studio or the name of the company. Um, I'm gonna have to double check that, but. They work with DC. They make Static Shock and a couple of other, um, you know, uh, black superheroes, basically. And they just got put on, like, at after, at the DC fandom. They talked about they're, they're working on a Static Shock animated film. They're working on a Static Shock live action film that uh, Michael B. Jordan is going to be helping them make. Not necessarily being cast as Static Shock, but I think he's going to be producing or directing one or, if not both, both of them. Um and like DC's wow. really leaning into, you know, trying to give Milestone like their their time in the sun, right? Like getting more stuff. Like Static Shock is a, a hero that I distinctly remember growing up. Like, bro, what? Like this dude, uh, the co- that's this dude's the culture. Right he's, he's for the culture, thousand percent for the culture. Um, so, you know, that moment has never happened from what I can remember in gaming yet. Like, yeah, we have a couple games that really hit for the culture. 2K is one of them, you know, Grand Theft Auto, like you mentioned, it's another one. Um, Call of Duty, you know, there's, there's, there's has that. Dragon Ball Z games. Dragon Ball Z games for sure. Uh, well, that's, that's like black nerd culture, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still here with you on that. Um, but never really like a black owned business from my knowledge that's, that's out here making games. So it's something that I'm very, very excited about. I think it's going to be really, really cool. Um, but yeah, Manny, yeah, sorry, I, we, we've been talking over you with this one here, but what do you think about this, man? How you feeling? Nah, man, like, yeah, it's definitely exciting, especially, you know, it coming in line, with, I guess, with, like, the Wu-Tang show as well. That one's definitely been catching some popularity. So, like, now you got that show, as well as a video game. We're talking about a melee-oriented RPG with four-player co-op. We in there as, you know, the boys, we in there. Definitely. And so, like, it's definitely exciting, especially since, like, 
you know, it's one of those games too that could possibly be on Game Pass Day One, since Xbox is helping or Microsoft is helping with the production of the game. So it's definitely exciting to see. I can't wait to see how like the melee works because there's not really too many melee oriented games, I would say, and you know, especially adding on the RPG element and like the anime aesthetic as well that they're uh, looking to kind of like go for as well with the game. Like definitely sounds very exciting. Um, I can't wait to hear like what kind of music as well as in the soundtrack, because you already know if you, if you associate a whoop to, you got to definitely hit with the soundtrack. So um, definitely excited to see, you know, hopefully this, you know, project Shaolin really is with the Wu-Tang. Yeah, if if this is real, if this is real, my money is that on this being the type of thing that gets announced at the Game Awards, mm-hmm. like thousand percent. This is the type of thing yeah. that gets announced at the Game Awards, because you know Jeff Keighley is like really big on bridging um, pop culture as a whole with gaming, and th- this is something that if if it's if it lands on his desk, he's like, yeah, y'all putting this in the show for sure. So, uh, man, can't wait. So much. Right, right. Oh man, I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. But uh, but yeah, getting into our last topic here. This is probably one of the the biggest things that's happened. Uh, I mean, it happened today, but it's probably the, one of the biggest things that's happened in the past week and some change. But um, Halo guys, Halo. We finally got a, a new look at the Halo campaign. You know, we haven't seen anything on the campaign since um the the Craig memes have popped off last year. Uh, and you know, we talked about it last week. I really, really thought that Microsoft would have been holding their cards until the, um, 20th anniversary celebration, but lo and behold today, 9am, they drop a a six minute overview on, on campaign. I think they did it really intelligently because they basically just kind of, it was like almost like an introduction thing. Like it was like, okay, here's an introduction to the campaign. We're going to do things in such a way that there's really no opportunity for spoilers or nothing along those lines. They didn't really show any cutscenes, um, you know, of anything too crazy. Um, we got an interaction between, I don't know her name, but I'm I'm going to call her the new Cortana because she's not Cortana. Um, I think it was like War something. Yeah. I'm going to call her Lil Blue. <laughs> okay. Little blue. We go for the, for the. For the sake of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, she will for now and uh, maybe forever be known as Lil Blue. So Lil Blue and Chief, you know, actually, I think I think (laughs) I think she said it, though. She's she's the one who said, you know, this this story. Halo has always been a story of Cortana and Master Chief and like them going through like really big, epic things together. And, um, you know, it, it definitely seems like the way they presented the trailer was like, let's strip Halo down to its core and give the people what they want. And man, like it just graphically, we'll start off there. Graphically, mm-hmm. big time upgrade from what we saw last year. Big, big, big time. They even made a made a point to show like the brute, I would assume, to kind of alleviate the particular yeah. crack meme again. Um, to show like what they look like and all that stuff and the environment and everything. It just looks lush and like mm-hmm. the banished look dope. The banished is the new enemy type. Um, man, it's just, I'm very excited for it. And, you know, we, we got a glimpse at the open world elements, all the, all the things that we've kind of already known, but they Microsoft really gave us an opportunity to see it all kind of working together that that grappling hook guys y'all know y'all already know me in the grappling hook situation 
bruh, the way he was using it, like just fluidly in combat, grabbing this bomb, throwing it here. Uh, one of the things that I thought was really cool was the jackal that had the the shield. He like mm-hmm. used it to pull the shield off of him. So like not pull it off of him, but like kind of like stun him a bit so that he could shoot him in the head. So cool, man. I'm like really excited for the mechanics that the grappling hook can have in a campaign as well as obviously multiplayer like we've talked about before. But enough of me talking. Manny, I'm going to let you get your shot this time around. What you think about it all? Yeah, I mean, the game looked amazing. And as words of Master Chief himself, oh, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, man. Also, I found out the name. The name is codenamed The Weapon. The Weapon. The Weapon. Mm -hmm. They said in the beginning of the trailer. How did I forget that? They did, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, the game looked crazy. Like, I mean, in the beginning, when they're showing the little cinematic shots of like the areas, I mean, there was one where it was like this field looked like it was just like burned to the ground. You got these like, I guess you could call them like what are, what are those scavenger birds called? I forget what they're called. Sure. But vultures, yeah, like vulture looking things chilling in the fields, and like the aesthetic of just basically the whole Halo ring itself just looked amazing, and like. The abilities that we see, like that one time where you put down the little shield in front of him, and then he was like, "All right, how am I gonna counter this?" Went into the ability, um, skill tree, whatever. Got the little dash as well, and then like he picked up the hammer with the um, what is it called? The grappling hook as well. Went up, dash, turned invisible, and he was like, "Where are you? Fight me!" And then he smacked him with the hammer. I was like, "Yo, like." The limitless possibilities are just like going around, and the abilities that she gets, Master Chief, like it's crazy how much they like basically revolutionize like a Halo campaign to what it is now, like RPG kind of like game that's like open world, and you get to handle things your way, take out outposts and everything like that, and it's it's crazy because like you know going back to like the old Halos. And seeing what it pretty much came to now and evolved, and it's like brings that like warmth feeling in my heart that like they've done it right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't. I, I'm trying to figure out what words to say right, but like definitely though, like this game is definitely. I'm. I don't. At uh, first, I was thinking about just diving straight into like the multiplayer, but like I definitely got to hit the campaign. I feel like I'm gonna be there for like a whole week and diving everything, trying to nitpick. Every little detail that they got, hit up every outpost and try to like 100% or something because like the world looks amazing. Yeah. And, you know, at first I was kind of disappointed at the idea that there wasn't going to be co-op in this. But now I don't know. I feel like it might be a good thing to like really just be like have that feeling of being chief alone in this world and being the person who's solely responsible for like taking care of all these different things. You know, they, they they said the way that the the open world is set up is you can like go to these different locations and save uh, different Marines. You can take out outposts like like it's you chief in the world by yourself doing all the things that you need to do. And I I mean, it definitely be fun to, to play it in campaign uh, in co-op campaign, I should say. But I think the, the way the story is set up, like having it be a focus story, being like a, a, a lone person in the game. Um, I think it might work out better, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Chris, this will be uh, this will technically be your first Halo. I mean, we know you yeah. played, but what are you thinking about it so far? What do you think? What do you see? Graphically, I that's where I'm gonna start. Uh, 
I don't want to say it blew me away. It almost blew me away. It almost did. Especially when we consider, again, you know, last year to this year, it is like leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. <laughs> Better than what we saw before. All the same things that we were saying last year, they're, they're all like kind of gone. A lot of the muddy bullshit that we saw is gone. A lot of the facial stuff is like everything looks so crispy to lot. Like, to like the final polygon, like it looks way better than it did before. So I'm very happy about that. Um, yeah, I'm actually very excited about the campaign now too. I really kind of wasn't that excited about it at all before, and now they kind of got me. I was way more looking forward to the PvP side of things. Um, yeah, man, I don't know, man. It looks like I, I see where you were saying some of the Breath of the Wild things that you were mentioning, but then there's also a part of the game that like. I don't know if it's Mass Effect or something else, but there's something else there that it kind of reminds me of too with how they have everything spread out like how they do. Mm. Um, a funny part of the trailer to me, and I don't know if this was just like a bug or they did it on purpose or whatever, but did y'all notice the portion where uh, he calls in the vehicle, right? And he picks it and the the, the, the ship comes and drops the plane <laughs> off. Dog, it just straight hit the ground so hard. That's <laughs> like, the... That's very Halo. Because <laughs> okay. I'm like, yo, what the hell? Like, yo, if I was Master Chief, and somebody just dropped the shit like that, I'm calling up, hey, yo, who you got running that damn? Hey, yo, I'm Master Chief, bitch. Don't be just dropping my shit like that. Fuck wrong with you. It hit the floor with a clog. And it it, was, it was pretty funny, that. though. I I remember that <laughs> sticking out to me, too, but it's it's very <laughs> Halo. It's like, Okay. Normally it would be like a warthog and it'd land on its wheels, so like it would make sense. But like, yeah, no, that's that was very Halo to me. <laughs> that shit, I was, mm-hmm. you broke the way. That's that shit, bro. Uh. Uh, but even that mechanic, though, I found that to be dope as hell. Like, okay, so you could just call in a vehicle and like attack like whatever objective it is that you're attacking next, whether it's through the yeah. air or through a warthog or whatever. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. this is dope. This is. This is very dope, man. I'm I love the way that they're setting up the sandbox. You guys played the multiplayer, right? The the beta that was out a couple weeks ago, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. So all the things that they showed us in this trailer where they allowed you to like pick different abilities and go invisible and all that kind of crap. Does the wheel and all that work the same way in multiplayer or is it different? No. no. It's like the the way it works in multiplayer and the way it's worked in the past in multiplayer is like those are abilities that you pick up on the map. So the grappling hook is something uh, you pick up on the out the camo, something you pick up on the map. Yeah, that I remember dash, that. Yeah. That dash I haven't seen in multiplayer. I'm hoping that mm-hmm. they put that shit. They called the thrusters or whatever. I'm hoping they put that shit in there because that like the dashing left and right, def- you already know. You know me. Movement. I'm here. I'm here for it, guys. So uh yeah, yeah, I want to see yeah, that. Man. It's it's oh man, it looks so crazy. Like the one thing that also looks good to me too is I'm noticing like very, very finite details with what they were doing with some of the uh, cutscene stuff. Um, two things that stood out to me was the scene where the guy was taking the two, the outlet and the plug, and he did the thing. Mm. That mm-hmm. scene, and then there's another scene where um, you know, Master Chief is, I guess, floating through space and he's floating by dead bodies or whatever. The way how they have the camera kind of like just whipping around him and everybody else in these cutscenes, it's very movie esque, if mm. that makes any sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very, it's got a cinematic quality to it, especially when he's floating through the, the space and passing the bodies. Mm-hmm. He's passing them, and the camera's up over his shoulder, and then it's over here, and then the ca- it's very, very, very well done. And that they do it right with how, like, um, 
space is supposed to be all silent and barely to hear anything. If they get that aesthetic right and they get the sonic shit right, mm. that's gonna be a very cool cutscene and experience, even though we've already seen it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? So like, okay. I don't know, man. These what, little details are like really cool, man. With the Dolby Atmos really popping cool. in. Oh, man. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> bro, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. right. it has to have like this stillness to it because it's space. And I expected to have a still, quite like very, very low soundtrack playing in the background, like very, very low. But you can literally hear when his like body brushes up against one of the dead people in the space. You should be able to hear all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. It looks like this game, they put a lot of heart into this, man. Like a lot of time and effort and they really cared to like get their crown back like they wanted that shit for mm-hmm. real yeah. <laughs> they not playing we let y'all eat for mad years bro activision <laughs> we let y'all eat bro <laughs> we hungry now bro like that's how i'm feeling with everything i see from the game you know it's just like damn i feel you damn really. they yeah. definitely benefited from uh from pushing it back Big time. See, and let this be a lesson because you don't be afraid to push your shit back if it means you're going to be coming out with a a, a legendary product. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to do that, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, perfect example. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Guys. I need test. Y'all had to do it to him, but uh, but yeah, no, I I dec- definitely echo everything you said, man. And the crazy part about it too, you mentioned the graphics and like the the specifically the scene you mentioned with the guy plugging the thing in, like that that character model, he looks very good, and that's obviously in engine. Um, they haven't even implemented the the ray tracing stuff yet, from what they've said. So, damn, if there's if there's still gonna be a ray tracing update after the fact, and like you can take. You could take this game to another level. Yeah, it might be a problem. Uh, it really might be a problem. I hope they put a lot of secrets in the game, though. That's the only thing I'm praying that they did. Because it's so open world, put a lot of... Put things in the game that take a while to find. Like, that, do you remember yeah. when um, Witcher first came out, the, the third one or whatever? Mm-hmm. And they said on um, Reddit or some website that there was something that a player had discovered in the game literally years after it had already been out because nobody had stumbled across it. They never did. And Grand Theft Auto is usually good for stuff like that too. Um, yeah, put put little things in the game that I have to go find. Give me a moment, like in Division. I, I swear, this is like a gaming milestone for me. When we were playing Division that night, and that dude hit us off in that building, and I was like, "What is happening? <laughs> what is going on?" Because we couldn't fight him. He was ultra confident, and he just walked off on us. And I'm like, "Bro, I." Do we remember what what that situation was called? So, so just to outline it for you guys, right? So, yeah. so he, he he basically said some of it, but like, we're playing division. We go to like, it was like something that was on the map with a question mark, right? I think that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. So we're like, we we're, thought it was a hunter thing, right? Wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. We, th- we thought it was one of the hunter guys. I think I think it was, but like, it was just some like elevated version of that. Yo. So we have no idea what it is. We walk into the building. This dude just fucking poofs up out of nowhere has like a skulls and question marks over his head we don't even know what level he is we can't fight him we could barely hurt him probably one of the hardest things that i've ever like had to deal with in a game and we're sitting there trying to fight this man to the t bro and then what we failed a couple times 
And then yeah. we, we came back and we're like, okay, we have a plan this time. We're going to get him. We're going to get him. Gone. No idea where he, he literally is. walked off on us. Bro. Yeah. On some cocky shit. Like, I'm done. With done with y'all. <laughs> get it. Y'all not on my level. Oh, and man. Stormed out. And I was like, yo, that was the dopest shit I've seen in it such was, a long yeah, time. It was so cool. So, because you couldn't beat him or anything. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. I have, there's no doubt in my mind, maybe not necessarily like that, but there's no doubt in my mind that Halo will have something like that. Halo's pretty well known for having like little Easter eggs and secrets and whatnot. And so, having an open world, like it, it lends itself to that type of experience. So I would be shocked if they didn't have something like that in there. Eat it. Eat it. For sure. The game is looking big, bro. I don't, you know, what's funny. A lot of the people who do like the, the YouTube videos and all that shit, everybody is way more excited for this game than both uh, call of duty, battlefield, any of these other games. This is at the top of like damn near everybody's list. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I mean, Halo, like Call of Duty, a lot of people love Call of Duty because they love like playing the gameplay and the multiplayer stuff. But like Halo is iconic because of Chief. So like yeah. getting in there and learning the story and figuring all that stuff out. Like there are a lot of games that people will, will pick up and play, and the very first thing they'll do is just go straight to the multiplayer. Halo's for me always been one of those games that I will play the campaign first and then I'll jump into the multiplayer later. And that's not how I feel about COD or like most of these other games. Yeah. Like I'll typically dive straight into multiplayer first. So the story that I've, you know, growing up learned about with Chief and like how all that stuff has woven itself through the years, like, yeah, it's 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 all character driven. Like Cortana and Chief are Halo. Like that is what you know of Halo. That's why you want to play Halo. Um, so yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't got too much longer to December, go, boys. Man. December. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. I think it's yeah. it's it's the eighth, right? I think that's like the day before the game awards. Seventh. Wait, what? The game comes out the seventh, or the game awards are the seventh? Seventh for the game, and I think the awards is ninth. It says eighth here. Halo Infinite launching alongside game uh, free to play multiplayer on December eighth. Uh, That's weird because I thought because I thought the game awards was on the ninth. The ninth is the Thursday. Ninth is, yeah, mm-hmm. the ninth will be Thursday. So why would they release a game on Wednesday? To be different, I don't know. Definitely unless it's like a, unless it's like a typo that they probably didn't peep. Maybe. Well, see now. Okay, so now the. Microsoft's website says the seventh, but then this other thing says the eighth. It's probably the seventh. The Halo, yeah, the trailer says the eighth, which is weird. But unless unless they're releasing the multiplayer first and then the campaign like a day later, which would be weird. I doubt it. They dropping both of them at the same time. I I would expect. We didn't even talk about that dude from the trailer either. The one that looks like the the Darth Maul of the Halo universe. Dude was like the, the renegade dude. And he took out the two blades, and I was like, "Hey, yo, who this? Yeah, yo, who the, this? those characters they had, and then that forerunner that was like the last of its kind, yo. Yeah. The, the characters definitely yeah. do look like unique. The cool. enemies, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, oh man, yeah. Three, four, three. They jumped in their bag. They really mm-hmm. jumped in their bag for this one. Ah, oh. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> they had these two. They look like lightsaber sword things. I don't even know what the hell they were, man, but it looked dope. 
It'll so, look dope. So the the one, the one in his right hand or her right hand is an energy sword. The one in the left hand looked like a like a shortened like like an like an energy dagger, I guess you could say. Like there's precedent for the for the energy sword, but I never seen the other thing in the left hand. I, I oh, man, the character just looks so dope. Like I'm like <laughs> speechless right now. Like I I'm thinking about it. Like, oh man, December cannot. Yeah, like here. the black aesthetic too, like the black gray aesthetic with the red jump. Yeah, he was Darth Maul, bro. He was Darth Maul. Come on, bro. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, Halo definitely, you know, they try to draw some inspiration from uh, from Star Wars and whatnot. So I can see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah, he just mm-hmm. had this badass vibe, bro. It was just like, oh, are these the kind of fights we ought to be getting into with dudes like this? It feels like it. Okay. And then, and then imagine that type of mechanic with like, or fighting people like that with the mechanics that we saw, like the the thrusters and like the grappling hook and so on and so forth. Like I'm expecting to see a lot of different walkthroughs of this because like everybody's gonna have their own version of how they experienced it, no? Yeah. Even how they beat the bosses, they're gonna have their own story to tell. That's the uh, beauty so, of a sandbox like this, man. It's like yeah. no, no one playthrough is gonna be the same. Everybody's gonna be doing something a little different, find their own way through it. And I think that's like the best parts of gaming is when we're not all having the same exact experience. We all find a different way to do it and like, oh well, this is what happened in my story, and da 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 like those are some of the best moments in gaming. So, Halo is looking like it's about to deliver, boys. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I guess you can say when we play the campaign, we're gonna have a infinite amount of possibilities of what we're gonna do. All right, cut it right there, bro. <laughs> oh God. On that note, guys, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up, Manny. Oh God. I appreciate I appreciate you know the way you did that. It was uh it was an interesting segue. Um. Speaking of said infinite possibilities, what are the oh, infinite shit. ways that people can find you out in the world? You already know. First and foremost, twitch.tv slash goodmasterflex, as well as Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at goodmasterflex underscore. Um, don't think it's uh, Instagram is underscore TTV. That, that, all right. Mr. Chris, Mr. May 25th, where can the people find you, bro? You can find me everywhere on everything at M-A-Y-2-5-T-H-X-X. Literally on everything. I think I've literally secured the username for all I think I pulled it off, so we're out here. That's good. Can't change it. You don't need to. Uh, all right, guys, for me, uh, find me at Black Ice 8 pretty much everywhere on Xbox, PlayStation, uh, Twitter, twitch.tv slash Black Ice 8. Only difference for me is on Instagram and on TikTok. It's going to be Black Ice 8 underscore gaming. Make sure to check me out. Also, make sure to check out the podcast on TikTok. It's just Expansion Pack Podcast. Just search us up with an X. And then also on the Instagram it's going to be at XPAC pod again with an X. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for, for this week, guys, we will check you guys out next week. Um, hopefully we'll have some fun stuff on our 50th episode. See you guys next week. Thanks again for watching. You got a block mm-hmm. hand wave. Yeah. Y'all get the words. Oh, God. Peace guys. Bye. Bye.